Research in psychology has clearly demonstrated that setting goals and values and regularly visualizing success can enhance motivation and focus, improving one's chances of achieving goals and values. A study published in the Journal of Applied Psychology in 2018 titled The Effects of Goal Visualization on Goal Pursuit, a Meta-Analysis, provides empirical support for the effectiveness of this practice in various domains, shedding light on a practical, non-mystical aspect of the law of attraction. I'm Joe. That guy over there, the good-looking one, he's Kurt. And we are Dudes in Progress. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Joe. I'm still laughing about the good-looking part. Good-looking, but not in a weird way. <laughs> Especially at 7 a.m. on Monday morning. <laughs> we are both kind of pushing a, an interesting schedule this morning as we record. I am about to get on a plane, Kurt, and head up to Wisconsin. And so we decided, hey, this would be the best opportunity before I get on a flight. To record our podcast. So there we are. I'm getting ready to get on a plane and Kurt's getting ready to head into work, I'm assuming, right? Or start working if you're working from home. That's right. Uh, but yeah, we do what we can. Like I said last, last time, we do what we can because we love you, right? How about that? How well, you sound that? like you're in a great mood this Monday morning. Why are you in such a good mood? Two cups of coffee. That's it? That's your secret? That's it. I had actually, I had a pretty good sleep last night. Okay. Although I went to bed. A little later than I had wanted because I was messing with chat GPT because I'm obsessed with it. Kurt, I know this new tool that we have found chat GPT that uh, is making life easier across the board. I am embracing AI Kurt. And I think one day we're going to do a, a show or two about artificial intelligence and how it will improve our lives. I know a lot of people are afraid of it, but chat GPT is amazing right now. It, there's, it, it has some quirks and it takes some work, but. It's amazing. I've been obsessed with it this weekend. I'm glad I had something to do because my beloved Bengals stunk up the joint yesterday. Oh, I know. Uh, we lost to the we lost to the evil Cleveland Browns. And wow. Yeah, I was cursing wow, you for, yesterday. For Joe Burrow to be the highest paid player in NFL history. He's got some proving yeah, to do. He stunk the place. I don't know. Hey, I, th- I take that back. That's not fair. He's proven himself over the past few years. Whatever happened yesterday has to be a has to be a glitch in the matrix because it did not look like any of those players knew what they were doing. I know it. I was there. I have Joe Burrow in my fantasy football. I was really mm. excited to have my fantasy football kick off this past weekend. Lots of fun. I've got three leagues, but Joe Burrow is one of my players, a key player, my quarterback, and he stunk up the joint, Joe. But I think you're right. And awesome. I was thinking. They had a slow start last year, if I remember correctly, didn't they? How they went 0-2 last year. Yeah, I'm not going to give up on I'm him beginning. just yet, boy. Or Cleveland looked really good. Dude. That running back, I can't remember his name, was just a stud. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Chubb. Chubb. Yeah, Chubb. that's his. That's, yeah. right. Oh, my gosh. This guy's a force to be reckoned with. He's a Bengal killer is what he is. I mean, he just ran all over us. But we didn't hear, come here to talk about sports, but I do like to talk about sports, football especially. I like football and baseball are probably my favorite two sports. Nah, actually, UFC ranks right up there, Kurt. Okay. But we're here to, to continue our conversation 
on the law of attraction and the science behind the law of attraction, setting aside the mystical or the uh, metaphysical aspects of the law of attraction and really take a look at the science behind the law of attraction. And this is not exhaustive. Do some research on it yourselves. I've done a little bit of research and I'm trying to pull that together for this episode. But I want to ask you a question, Kirk. If you had to choose, do you lean more towards the black and white or whimsical and creative? Wow. Joe, you do this to me all the time. I would say I definitely lean more towards the whimsical and creative. I've never heard it said that way to put those two versus each other. I'm wondering why you're asking me that question. Well, I think it has a lot to do with our mindset. I think it has a lot to do with how we look at life yeah, and whether or not we accept things on the fringe, I guess you would say, and whether we accept the more colorful aspects of life. That's why I like the law of attraction because I think it walks that edge, mm-hmm. right? But I think we need to pull back a bit on the law of attraction and again, look at it from a scientific, maybe a little more black and white. When I was a kid, I leaned heavily towards the whimsical and creative. I think as most kids do. But in my early 20s and 30s, I definitely went black and white. Mm. I mean, every hill was a hill I'm willing to die on. My opinion was it. If it didn't meet certain clear standards, it was not real or it was not actionable as far as I was concerned. Very black and white. Very yes and no. Very right and wrong. Uh in throughout every aspect of my life. Now, as I'm getting older, I'm leaning, I'm a little more towards the whimsical and creative. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because my kids are grown. I, yeah. And I'm not sure why, but I think that it's because I really, th- I blame my kids. Really. I blame my kids on two for two reasons. Uh-huh. Number one, I blame being a father because I was so concerned with being somebody that made sure my kids followed the rules and made sure that my kids grew up to be productive, honorable citizens that sometimes I set aside the whimsical and creative. But as I grow to be friends with my adult children, they still hold on to some of that whimsical and creative. In fact, I think I'm a little more childish and immature than they are right now. (laughs) So so I think it's the reason I want to frame it in this way is I, I think we can choose, right? We can choose anything. Right. We can choose, definitely choose our mindset. Yes. And if we shift our mindset from black and white to a little more whimsical and creative, but still hold a foundation in truth, I think that's where, quote unquote, the secret is. Okay. I so today that. we're going to, we're going to continue to shift away from, in, when we're talking about the law of attraction, we're going to continue to shift away, Kurt, from the mystical and, and continue to hone in on the psychology and behavior that that drives it. There's three aspects that I, I want to talk about or that I that are in my list here. Positive thinking and cognitive bias, setting clear goals and values, visualization and mental rehearsal, positive affirmations and, and action and persistence, and surrounding yourself with positivity. Last week, we dug pretty deep into positive thinking, setting clear goals and values and visualization. This week, we're going to dig deeper into positive affirmations, action and persistence and surrounding yourself with positivity. 
You know, when we talk about the law of attraction and set aside the meta, meta, the metaphysical and physical stuff, we really think about how our thoughts, attitudes, and belief can shape our actions and what happens in life. Uh, it doesn't involve spooky forces. It's firmly grounded in proven psychology and behavior science. That's what I really want to continue to grab a hold of. As we continue beyond, even beyond this episode, Kurt, as we continue this conversation about the law of attraction and how we manifest yeah. uh, things that we want in life. I was thinking of this, Joe, on my walk yesterday. Sunday is a day where I usually get a really nice, long, early morning walk. Uh, I often think of you. Matter of fact, I was listening to the Simple Joe podcast. I think I got in three episodes on my walk how about that yesterday morning. Really glad that you've brought that back. I enjoy your thoughts on things somewhere. And I'm thinking about our conversation. You didn't mention us in the dudes in progress podcast made me have a thought that what, what, what harm would there be if we played this at both ends? And I love the way you just said the black and white versus the whimsical and creative just sort of throw caution to the wind, not worrying about, the metaphysical part and just do the thing. You just said the key word. Yeah. And this is great, Kurt. Yeah. It's do the thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Where I, where I'm concerned, you're right. We can set it. We can be more whimsical and creative and let ourselves throw caution to the wind and just see what happens. Right. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Play it at both ends. What I mean by that is do the visualization, do the gratitude journal, put your focus thoughts in that direction. And I'm going to talk next time when we meet and you're going to get into this a little bit, but I want to talk about things that stop us from doing these things. The self-sabotage things that stop us from taking the action, quite frankly. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to have that discussion, Kurt, because I know how much you've researched this subject and we've talked about it either online or offline about, about self-sabotage and what that means. I'm really looking, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, I think we could, I think it's important to, to play both ends. My only concern is people will forget that action is required and they're going to think that all they have to do is think good thoughts. And try to tap in, tap into the vibrations and the energy of the universe, and let stuff come to them, because I think that is bunk. Yeah. Because now, is there a universal principle? Maybe we can call. Maybe we can lean towards the whimsical and creative by saying, "Hey, there may be a universal principle created by God that." If we act in a certain way, if we follow certain rules, we can attract the life that we want. But it's important to understand that mindset and action are crucial. Not just feel good, waiting for the universe to give you good stuff. Yeah, and I think a big part of that is belief. And that's really a crux of where I started doing some of the research too, because you won't take action if you don't believe that you can achieve it. So let's follow, let's go through these final three, three items, these final three items from my six items. These three items are positive affirmations, action and persistence, and surrounding yourself with positivity. Let's talk about positive affirmations. 
again, in the world of self-help, in the world of this kind of stuff, positive affirmations have been around for a long time. And there are many things about the law of attraction or I've read, I read a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod that is, has been significant and this kind of stuff for me. Positive affirmations is where I probably fall short the most. That and visualization and mental rehearsal. But positive affirmations, positive self-affirmations aren't just empty words, Kurt. They do have a solid basis in psychological research. I don't think there's any doubt that when we talk to ourselves, and it kind of throws back to our mind doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. Many times our, our brain doesn't filter it out. Our subconscious brain doesn't filter it out. When we use positive affirmations, they certainly boost self-esteem and re reduce anxiety, but it is grounded in psychological research. If we use positive affirmations to support the things that we want in life, we become that person, not because of, again, some mystical or metaphysical actions, but because we are rewiring our brain to think about ourselves and to change our mindset in a more positive, encouraging way. Yeah, so I was listening to an episode of the Graham Cochran podcast. He talks about his faith quite a bit. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with positive affirmations is you could say them all you want, but what you're trying to do is change a belief, mm. a negative belief that's going against what you're trying to achieve, possibly. An example that comes from, you've all heard this in Christianity, Joe, what's the root of all evil? The love of money. Ah, but you said, actually, you said it correctly. I knew if I asked you this question, you would get it right. Why did you say that money is, a lot of people think money is the root of all evil. Oh, yeah, you're right, Kurt. So a lot of, you're right. A lot of people will take that verse and mainly people who hate people who have done any better than them. Yeah. Monetarily. Greed. You know, they'll say money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. And I'm sorry, I stole your thunder there, Kurt. Yeah, I knew, I knew, but you I knew, knew that. Were, I was going to ask you I the question works, in a different way. <laughs> And I figured you knew uh, the right answer. <laughs> I know I'm starting but, to get to know you, Joe. A little bit. But yeah, the many people misquote that verse and say money is the root of all evil, equating being wealthy or rich or affluent with evil. That you can only be you can only be holy or you can only be uh, a good person if you don't have money. Right. It's virtuous. Poor poorness is right. virtuous. So here's your problem with the affirmations. You have an affirmation to either have, you know, just create more money, be wealthy or comfortable even, and not always be in debt. That kind of is your goal, hmm. but you don't believe if in your heart, you believe money is the root of all evil, you're going to self-sabotage yourself all day long. So the, the trick is to try to have a affirmation that you really believe or at least, and you got to keep 
the way I'm understanding this too in my research, you may still have that underpinning negative belief, but the idea of the affirmation is to begin to reverse that. And it's not going to happen in two or three days. You really got to put the effort in. This is why I understand. This is an, an area I would like definitely, I'm actually working on. I have a couple that I'm working on. And they do re- revolve around money. I think I do self-sabotage. I think I have a self-limiting belief there that I can't get past a certain level. And I'm, yeah, you got to dig into those beliefs and start tearing them down because they're not serving you well. That's the important thing to realize throughout all of this is you have agency. You have the ability. You have it within you to change your mindset, to change your beliefs. But it takes work. It takes mindfulness of your limiting beliefs, and it takes work to change those li- to change those limiting beliefs by recognizing when you're having them and do a 180. Right. Because I think the truth, I'm going to take this example, the people who have built great wealth have done so by helping others. You think of any great invention that has been put in the hands of others to improve their life, most of the time you can look at the amount of wealth created by a thing was the amount of people that it really served. The technologies of Bill Gates, all of the inventions of Steve Jobs and his creativity. There are people that sit back and go, oh, look at how wealthy they are or the founder of Amazon. And they really get angry and jealous. But take a look at it from the other side. Look at the things they have created that have become just incredible. And you can't even, it's so exponential what they've done in the technology that they've created to improve our lives. Of course, they're wealthy from that. Yeah, because they have provided value to the universe, right? (laughs) They have provided value to the world. Others. They have made other people's life better. And when you make other people's life better and you and you don't block the reciprocity of providing value, because that's what we do sometimes, right? We will block, and we're got, we're getting a lot in the mindset here, right. but we will block the reciprocity that is due us, for lack of a better way of putting it, or yeah. from the good stuff that we do. Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and all of these wealthy men provided value right. to the world, to human beings. And in exchange for that value, they accepted the reciprocity that value created. I'm going to have this a little, to a little small extent, Joe, when I do my Grand Geek and Gathering, my event in person, I know this is going to happen. Someone's going to walk up to me and say, you know what? Thank you so much for creating that podcast. You know, it came at a time when I was feeling low down, but you talk about something really positive. You've always kept it positive. You kept it going during the pandemic. I had a rough time and I just want to thank you. And they may give me a little gift or something. And I'm always just a little bit unaccepting of that praise. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some, maybe not, I don't want to call it false humility, but 
maybe some humi- unwarranted humility, oh, a well, humbleness that because you think you want to, you think you want to be all shucks kind of attitude. Yeah, I mean, I'm just creating a podcast that I enjoy doing. I didn't, I don't know, I didn't expect right. that response from people, and it's a little bit humbling to to hear that. And it's a better thing, I think, just to say thank you, and just accept it. Just you know. Learn to accept that praise. You know what you could do? You could say, thank you. Here's a link to my Patreon account. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) That would be cool. That's accepting the universe's reciprocity, right? That's that's taking action towards. That's probably what I should do. You know what? I I say that tongue in cheek, but there's some truth in that. There's some truth in and that's that is a way to take action, and we're going to talk about taking action here yeah. in a second. But I don't want to discount positive affirmations anymore in my life. I don't want to discount their power and the scientific and psychological foundation yeah. that they have. I, I have not. I've, I didn't create any affirmations for today. But if I just would imagine if I started off my day telling myself in a very specific way that. Uh, I, I'm creative. I'm a hard worker. I provide value to humanity and, and I am actively looking for opportunities to do that. I did it this if morning. I just would just, if I would just do some, do that simple thing every day and kind of, kind of repeat that to myself, that reticular activator will kick in that your mind will give micro attention to those opportunities and you will take action and not even know it. Yeah. Not even know you're doing it, but it's, the foundation again is not in the metaphysical or mystic, but it's in how your brain and mind works. You want to feed the subconscious because your subconscious is extremely smart. We should do absolutely. We should have read some books on subconscious. It's so much smarter than your conscious thoughts. And I just want to say, well, we can move on to the next one, Joe, that I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning on a Monday morning. I was kind of exhausted. And I said, all right, I'm going to do these affirmations, my gratitude journal, my little visualization. And then I, at some point I realized we were supposed to record this morning and start preparing. And after doing those things, but I came here and I was laughing at you because you were in such a good mood, but I find doing that practice sets me for a fantastic day to start. I mean, Monday, well, I'll come into my meeting at 845 this morning. We have a stand up for our team and i'll be in a good mood (laughs) awesome awesome and you know what helps also and this is part of morning routine and this is a little off subject but uh when i do my simple joe episodes in the morning or when i know of or maybe even the evening before when i've done that episode i feel like i've created something i've tapped into that creative energy yeah and i have done something to make the world better because I have a, you know, I have a significant number of listeners to Simple Joe. If you want to go to the website, thesimplejoe.com, there's my plug. Out of the thousands of times you've plugged your website and no. you're geeking on WDW, there's my little plug. But I feel like I've, I have a significant number of listeners to that show. And I really feel like I have, I'm giving to the universe in some small little way. Now, I don't get to do it every day, but that, that does, that certainly does help me. That certainly does help me, but let's kind of, let's try to get back on track here and talk and wrap up positive affirmations because they're important. 
They're rooted in science and psychology, and they can serve to rewire our brains to become the person that we want to become. It's not magic. It's not going to happen overnight. Man, I'm so glad you said that, Kurt. It's not going to happen by doing it two or three days. Right. It's not. You're, you've spent your whole life wiring your brain this yes. way. You, right. It's going to take some time. It can help but into those beliefs. What's, yeah. I think what's important for positive affirmations and all of this really is immediately after you see it working, even at the tiniest level and whatever working means to you, even at the tiniest level, recognize it mm-hmm. and say, oh, that's cool. Right. That comes directly from my positive affirmations. So the list was in the final list was in this order, Kurt, positive affirmations, action and persistence and sur- surrounding yourself with positivity. I'm going to switch up the positivity one in action and persistence because I want to I want to hold action and persistence for last because I think that's the key. Uh, but let's talk about surrounding yourself with positivity. Kurt, I want to say this with all sincerity. You are a positive force in my life. And our weekly meetings serve as a positive touchstone for my week. And we did that purposefully. We did that intentionally. So we can have some point in our week where we are in, a, in an encouraging, positive relationship. And I want to tell you genuinely how much I appreciate that from you. And based on what I just said a few minutes ago, I'm going to humbly accept that <laughs> the best I can. I'm starting to get in those feelings of embarrassment. Yeah, it is important that we surround ourselves with positivity. Mm. Our environment, especially our social environment, wields significant influence over our mindset and behavior. And again, all the research in social psychology supports this idea. When we're around positive people, we become more positive. When we're around negative people, we become more negative. I don't know who said it, and I don't know if there's, there was an actual study done but I think this is a life study, a historic study that just proves itself out that you are the combination of the, you are a combination of the five people that you spend the most time with mm. in every area of your life, spiritually, financially, socially, whatever it might be, you are the combination of the five people that you spend the most time with. So important to recognize this. And thank you for that, Joe. And you're the same way for me even though my wife thinks you're weird. And I take that with a compliment, actually. <laughs> We're two weird guys. I had That's one weird dude <laughs> in progress. And, oh my gosh, someone asked me, I did an episode in my show. I had Wendy Fox interview me and a, question, a great question came out with all of the things that you're doing. Why did you start our podcast with Joe? Another piece of work to do? What was your motivation for it? And we talked about this, boy, we, we put a lot of intention to how, if we could pull this off, pretty proud that we've been doing this weekly since the beginning of the year, nine months into this. And I said, you know, the biggest thing was, well, a couple of things. I wanted to do something with Joe as a podcast, cause we're both into podcasts, see if, how we could pull this off. But one of the big motivators was to work and talk about positive things. And to be intentional about learning these topics, and we're both interested in personal development, and to just explore those 
on a consistent basis. So thank you for being that person for me too. Where else was I going, Joe? I th- oh, I said to you, was it, I don't know, on a Saturday or during a podcast, but I said, you, would you rather ha- walk into a room that's full of positivity or negativity or be in the presence of someone who's negative? We were talking about these positive ions and what the metaphysical part. And I said, all that aside, <laughs> isn't it so true that if you're hanging out with positive people, it's such a better environment. Who wants to work with toxic people? <laughs> right. Right. It's clear. I mean, the action step here is clear. Yeah. Surround yourself with supportive and positive relationships. Because you will glean, again, not in a mystical way, you will learn to be more positive. Mm-hmm. You will learn to be more super- supportive. You're right. I when you're and sometimes I I have been that negative force in life. Sometimes I've been that, that unsupportive, critical force in life, not only towards myself, but towards others. Mm -hmm. And I think we all can say that, but I want to admit that here. Uh, When I'm around positive people and encouraging people and people who share my values and people who share the values that I aspire to, and that's, I think that's the most important thing to, to say about it people who share the values that I aspire to. I'm a better person. Physically, mentally, emotionally, a better person. I, my contribution is more significant and my, everything from my rest to how much energy I have is better when I'm around those people that share the values that I aspire to. So again, the action step here is to Find those people in life that share your values that, or that share the values that you aspire to that are supportive and positive. You know, I listen to the minimalist podcast and I know you do sometimes. Yeah. I think Joshua Fields Milburn says it a great way. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Ooh. How do you change them? Oh. Listen closely. Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, you can. Cha- you cannot change. Ah, uh, yes. The people around you. Yeah, but you can change the people around you. <laughs> yeah, you get it. I was yeah. as you were going through, you know, finding positive people. I would say also avoid the negative people, and you know who they Absolutely. are. Absolutely. And those are hard relationships. Now there are some relationships that are hard and negative that you can't get that you can't get rid yeah. of, but you can temper. You can recognize it and you can temper the impact that it has on you by not spending so much time with them and not putting stake in their toxicity. And there's even temporary situations. I think of this, I was kind of having the same conversation and we get this in my community around Disney World and I've gotten better at this. I, you know, I've talked about not being able to take ne- negative feedback very well, but this is one that doesn't, I actually, I've learned to laugh at this now. If you just meet a stranger and somehow the conversation gets to Disney World and they just go on this rant about how much it costs and why do you, why would you want to go there? I was bored with it on and on. And I just, in the back of my head, I'm just giggling, like laughing. They have no idea what my experience is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the complete opposite. Right, right. Like their 
opinion, I mean, it could impact me. I guess I could start going down that way and agreeing with them. I could turn around and talk to another person same day within the same hour and get the exact opposite opinion. So I've learned. Isn't it funny? What we tend to do in situations like this is we try to aggressively and negatively support our positive opinions or convert arguing and fighting and converting. Right. Yes. Sometimes we just got to say, eh, so what? (laughs) Whatever, dude. So what? Here's a beer. You know, here's some ice cream. Yeah. That'll still make us both feel better. I had that question. Again, this was a question that came to me that was, you can look at any side of things. I'm telling you, go to New York City and spend a day going to Broadway and take a look at the prices. Trust me, they're as much or more than Disney World. And so, any yeah. or any entertainment you try to do, if you go to, you went to a ball game recently, I know you got a great deal on hot dogs, but I can tell you going to a ball game here in New York, it's a $500 day without batting an eye. Right. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. So just again, to, to point at surrounding yourself with positivity, engage with individuals who inspire and motivate you, Kurt, we need to do a better job at that. Generally as, as humans engage ourselves with people with inspiring motives and motivational thoughts that way you can better align your goals and values and create a nurturing and uplifting environment for yourself and for everybody around you so remember surround yourself with positivity it's a scientific fact that when you surround yourself with positivity your life becomes better and you're more easily managed and you can achieve your goals and values in such a way that it supports you and all those around you. Yeah. I think that should be a very big motivating factor. And if you're in a negative place, recognize it and look for ways to improve it. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part (laughs) of the quote unquote law of attraction, action and persistence. This is where those, those that, practice the law of attraction in the mystical and metaphysical sense fall down. I think this is where they fail. They fail to communicate how important action and persistence is here. The law of attraction becomes grounded, Kurt, in scientific principles. It's all about taking concrete actions towards our goals and values. Uh, We can sit there and, and think positive thoughts and do affirmations and even surround ourselves with positive thinking and visualization. We can set our values up and we can, we can set our goals up. But if we don't take action, even bad action, what is it? Who's that author? What's that guy that said even bad action is good? <laughs> Mike Dooley. Oh, Mike Dooley. Oh my, I, I, it had to be him, right? Oh, I asked. Yeah. <laughs> or my father said, do something, even if it's wrong. That's what my, favorite. that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Dad. Dad advice, do something, even if it's wrong, because if you do something, even if it's wrong, it gives you the chance to make mistakes and fix it. It's feedback. If you do nothing, yeah. you, nothing happens. Uh, it's all about taking focused, concrete action towards our goals yeah. and values. This Because when we do that, and this is where the rubber meets the road, it really is where the rubber meets the road. 
When we start taking action, we start recognizing mistakes, we start learning lessons, and because we've done all this work before, we've surrounded ourselves with positivity, we've, we've done positive affirmations, we've visualized and mentally rehearsed, and we've set clear goals and values, this is where it all comes up. This is where it all happens when we take action. Because all that stuff that we've done, we start to, in a subconscious micro way, we start to take action and recognize those things that will pull us closer to the life we want. But it doesn't happen without, without taking action. Now, you can be the type of person that sits down and writes a 15-point bullet plan over, over 10 pages on each action you're going to take for the next 90 days. Or you can be somebody that I'm kind of like that says, hey, I'll go as far as I can see. And when I get there, I'll see further and just keep trying to move forward with action and persistence. Success demands persistent effort over time. So we have to keep that in mind. We have to keep in mind that it's not going to happen in two days. It's not going to happen in a month. We spent our whole life ruining it. <laughs> right? possibly so 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 you have to take give it you have to give it some time with action and persistence uh not blind faith not action with blind faith learn your lessons make your mistakes and pivot where, where you need mm-hmm. to pivot uh have a trusted resource a friend a mentor that can help you in learning your mistakes but you're not going to learn anything without taking action and having persistence. So you got to stay persistent, even when faced with setbacks, challenges, whatever it might be. Uh, this is where this is really where the law of attraction becomes grounded in scientific principles. Yeah, you talk about many actions, and I just want to encourage you, Joe. Don't read or listen to videos on the law of attraction from somebody who doesn't bring in the action piece. And that's one of the reasons why I've liked Mike Dooley. I've talked about, he was at a really important place in his life and kind of the bottom of the, feeling like he's hit the bottom. And he came up with three ideas of what directions he could go. He said, they all sucked. So, right. (laughs) I'm just going to take action and the, the least suckiest of them. right on the one that sucks least <laughs> and that's okay right and a mini action that's okay yeah he did he took action in all three for example he thought he would like to tour the world and speak to crowds of people but he quite frankly had a fear of speaking in front of people but the action that he took was he signed up for toastmasters mm-hmm. and it's a great example I, i've talked about it before it's a great program because they recognize that fear and they structure it in such a way to give you more confidence. Just little by little, just get up in front of people and, and just stutter. Right. Right. And if that's too much for you, do it by yourself. Yeah. Act like you're, act like you're giving a speech yeah. in front of a hundred people, but you've locked yourself in your bedroom mm. and you're just talking out loud, flailing verbally. It just, just take action and you'll get better. You'll make mistakes and you'll learn lessons. You'll get better. So much of this, Kurt, is me pointing a finger out with five, with five fingers pointing back, or I guess three fingers pointing back Yeah, with three fingers pointing back because these lessons, 
have meant so much to me. The, the past couple episodes have taught me how our thoughts and beliefs can affect our actions and opportunities we notice in life. Imagine having a mental spotlight that can make certain things stand out to you. When you consistently think about goals and values in a positive way, it's like shining that spotlight on what you want. When you consistently, when you consistently surround yourself with positivity and use positive information, affirmations, it's like shining that spotlight so you notice opportunities in life. When you think consistently think about these things in a positive way, you make it more likely for you to see and seize opportunities related to your goals and values. Kurt, it's not magic, right? It's not mystical. It's not metaphysical. It's a mindset that can help us stay motivated, bounce back from setbacks, and really make better decisions to achieve what we want in life. I Again, I say play this at both ends and try it. It'd be interesting what you see that you hadn't seen before. I mean, little things like, I was, I don't remember what, I wish I had the exact example, but when I went to the Rod Stewart concert, some things that I've been thinking about, there were some lyrics and themes in a couple of the songs. It's like, did I just hear that lyric right? Like, I gotta go back and when I get home, I'm gonna go read that because my gosh, there was something that was in my gratitude or reading or something. And it was just in the lyric of a song that he just did. And and I just think, listen to those prompts, you know, be focused on the things that are important to you, have those positive people. And you're going to, I don't know, you're just going to come across some interesting things that I think they are prompts and to, to follow and keep moving towards those things. It's going to happen for you. Yeah. It's going to happen for you. Happened for me in little ways and big ways. So what's going on over in the Dudes in Progress community, Kurt? One of our listeners, Kayleen, sent in an email, Kurt and Joe. I just wanted to reach out and let you know how much I'm learning from Dudes in Progress. I just caught up on all the episodes. I enjoy the resources and the quotes. I'm going to keep trying to make progress. My resource for you guys is a podcast that I listen to called The Genius Life with Max Lugavere. Lugavere? Some some French name, I think. I know you are super busy, but some of his episodes you would enjoy. Be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. That's a quote. Oh, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I love that quote. And how appropriate is that for today's show when we talk about surrounding ourselves with positive people? Be who you are and say what you feel because those who who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Love Dr. Seuss, man. Love Dr. Seuss. Kayleen, thank you. Thank you. I, we certainly appreciate it. Great to hear from you. We're glad, we're really glad you like the show and I'll speak for myself. I'll check out the genius life with Max. Definitely check that out. Yeah. That's don't great. assume because we are busy people. We don't have time to listen to positive podcasts like that. Cause I'm always looking for a resource to listen to. And I often pop around from different ones, especially in this, area of self-improvement. So I appreciate that. I'm going to check out Max, even though I can't pronounce his last name. Maybe I will after I listen to his episode. Awesome. Thank you, Kayleen. We appreciate yeah. you. Uh, how about a win for the week? I went to New York City with my daughter, Lindsay, again. Mm, memories are better than stuff, man. This was one I didn't know anything about, a Broadway show. 
she had seen it with a f- couple of friends without me was high on it. It's definitely musical theater and it's, but I started looking up the content of this story a little bit. There's a movie with Johnny Depp and it was Sweeney Todd. I had no idea what it was, even though she probably had, she told me something about it, but I had forgotten. And it been on her list of ones. And she, she, she says to me, this is part of my education, Joe, of musical theater. This one is supposed to uh, bring me closer to being smarter on everything that is about musical theater and Broadway. Sweeney Todd. It's a dark comedy for sure. And had a great amount of enjoyment. Did something I'm really, was a really a big win for the week, but I can't talk about it just yet. But I will later on in episodes. Maybe Joe knows what I'm talking about, but there was another little win there that I'm excited about and I'll talk about as we move through. But just on the surface, had a great Saturday again with my daughter, Lindsay, and my education on musical theater and Broadway. Awesome, man. I mean, I know you like spending time with your daughter, and I know she has introduced you to a new a new appreciation for the arts and for Broadway shows. And that's a good example, Kurt. You're a good example of somebody willing to broaden their horizons. Yeah. Willing to step away from the black and white and into more into the creativity, creative and whimsical, because you're you, number one, you're having a great experience with your daughter. But number one, number two, I think you're opening up some mindset and some pathways and some some ways of thinking of, about life that you wouldn't have had you not allowed yourself to enjoy. And that's important. Allowed yourself to enjoy these yeah. shows and these plays and these musicals. That was the theme. And there's a little story, again, I can't tell you yet, but you'll hear it maybe later on, that don't we have a closed, there's a lot of people have a closed mind about musical theater and Broadway. And there's lots of ways you could build that up, especially as a guy. Hey, that's kind of feminine. to, to right. you know, Or it's a little too whimsical. Right. To right? Absolutely. Listen, dudes, set aside your fake machismo, right? <laughs> Yeah. Set aside, set that stuff aside and go have fun, dude. Yeah. Go have fun, especially if it's with your daughter yeah. or with somebody that oh, you love yeah. or somebody that loves you. Yeah. Daggone it. Set it aside. Don't be stupid and, and miss this opportunity <laughs> to number one, spend it, spend time with the people who love you and the people who you love. And number two, open up your mind to other opportunities and other creative yeah. outlets. Yeah. I, I could go on a whole rant dude, on that. I know we could do a whole show, on but that. I won't. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm now listening to soundtracks and singing out loud to people. But I was wearing my shirt from Hades Town, and it's a big, it's a big performance song that's on the shirt. It says "Wait for Me." So one of the ushers, I'm walking back from bathroom during intermission, and she starts singing the song to me. She's like, "Wait for me." Awesome. Yeah. And then awesome. I, went, I I made the movement right back to her. I'm like, "I'm coming." And like, is a big that's scene awesome. in the. And I I went back to the my seat with Lindsay and I recreated the, the song and the thing right there in the orchestra area of the theater. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Just like, there's a go. human reaction. You never would have had. Oh, I was awesome, man. I said, that I, I called cool. her a cast member because it was very much like a Disney cast member moment. Cool. My win for the week is a little more scientific, a little more black <laughs> and white, but I got, my number's back for my doctor's appointment. Ah. I just had a physical and had a lot of blood work done. 
and a lot of those kind of annual or periodic tests done. And my dad and his dad have always had kind of health problems as they got into their forties and early fifties. I remember my dad being diagnosed with all kinds of issues and my grandpa being diagnosed on both sides with all kinds of issues. And my parents telling me that this happened to their parents at a young age, and I'm not going to go into great detail, but despite being really out of shape right now and not doing very well with my, with exercising and eating the best, I still watch the important things about sugar intake and about fat intake, not necessarily fat intake, but sugar intake and eating healthy the best I can. My numbers all came back great. All came back great. Awesome. All those numbers that we look at just to indicate good health, they look great. There's a couple, there's a couple things that I'm walking the line, right? Yeah. But for the most part, the doctor said, yeah, everything's fine. So I'm going to call that a win for the week. All my numbers look great. According to my doctor. Is that fair yeah. enough? I think that's awesome, Joe. And I do think from the inspiration we got from our good friend, Tony Ann with her 75 hard, we need to do something in that area, Joe. And dude, Tony Ann scares me. I'm going to, she is going, at she it. is going to be a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> I'm going to see her in two weeks and I'm going to be even more motivated. When I come back from this vacation, Joe, we got to get serious, get our own programs, either synchronized or do something for sure in this area. Awesome. All right. Awesome. And I'm going to, my resource, you're going to ask me what my resource for is for yep. the week. It is inspired from Tony Ann and it's a topic that I'm going to talk about in our next episode, I believe is in this book, but she posted a book. If you remember, she's reading positive books and there's some other things that she's doing as part of her program, continuing beyond the 75 days of hard in a month that she's going through. But the book she posted really caught my interest. It's called The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery from Brianna West. And it's even, I can get it for a dollar off on Amazon, but just the title in of itself, and I think it gets into some things that are maybe more trauma that she probably experienced in this book, but even things that, well, now again, I want to get into this. Why do we self-sabotage our actions? What are the things and what can we do to move ourselves forward? What's the book again and the author? The Mountain is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery from Brianna West. Weist, W-I-E-S-T. I'll definitely me. check it out. Thank you. My resource comes from some of the research that I've been doing on the law of attraction and the science behind the law of attraction. And I found this video. Now, I'm not sure if all of her work is like this, and I hope I'm not stepping in a big pile of it, but there's a neuroscientist, Dr. Tara Swart Bieber, who has done some videos. And the one video that I was particularly attracted to <laughs> was a video called how to attract your dream life. Now this is a neuroscientist. All right. Who does, as far as I can tell, has not, doesn't go down the metaphysical or the mystical aspects of the law of attraction and attracting things in your life. She really talks about how your brain works and how your, and how changing your mindset changes your, or how changing your activity and changing your, the way you think about things physically changes your brain. Neuroscientist Tara, Dr. Tara Swart-Bieber. 
and the, the YouTube video is how to attract your dream life. Again, I hope I'm not stepping in it. And I hope that as we, as, as maybe a listener goes deeper into this, they find out that she's a, somebody that believes in astrophysical projection or something like that. <laughs> anyway, no, I like and if she does, God bless her for it. I guess I don't know to each their own. You be you. I'll be me. I'm glad you're giving me a video to watch because this is an area in YouTube I'm doing a lot of lately since my cable has been down a lot, but I was on the train coming home and I listened to someone very similar neuroscientists talking about the same kind of topic. So I am going to check this video out, Joe. Thank you. Awesome. Let's wrap up with our quotes, Kurt. We love the short and right to the point quotes. Believe you can and you're halfway there. Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt's always good for a, for a quote. Yep. We're going to talk about 90%, 90% of success is showing up, right? Exactly. Believe you can and you're halfway there. Love it. Love it. You know, it's, it, it is about setting your mind up. Once you set your mind up in, in a way to accept the success that you want in life, you are halfway there. Yeah. Once the doubt you just got the, the other half has taken action, right? If that doubt sets in, even, you know, at some point while you're trying to achieve something, that's going to sabotage you. You got to keep believing or else you'll never get there. And I, I can't help but say, again, like I said a second ago, if that's half of it, the other half has taken action. There you go. And learning lessons. My quote comes from none other than Helen Keller. And I think when you hear this quote, her, her advice here is very significant. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. That's fantastic. That is great, man. It's deep and it's, it really, it comes from somebody that knows all about it, yeah. right? Yeah. Trust the source. Right. That's fantastic. Right. Having, being able to, can you imagine the things that she's done in her life with the disabilities that she's had mm. and the, the hurdles and the challenges that she's had? Because she was somebody that was blind, but had incredible vision. Let's wrap it up right there, Kurt. Our website is dudesinprogress.com, dudesinprogress.com. And again, I'm sick of saying this, and I apologize each time. That website is woefully uh, behind. Uh, the most important thing to me is just putting this podcast out and making sure that you hear from us every week. The website itself is woefully behind. But if you want to check it out, there's some good stuff there. If you want to go to our Facebook page, just you can look us up in Facebook, Dudes in Progress, or you can go to dudesinprogress.com slash Facebook, and that'll link you directly to our Facebook page. And if you want to email us like Kayleen did, dudes at dudesinprogress.com, dudes at dudesinprogress.com, and we answer each and every one of them, and we respond to all of the ways that you uh, try to connect with us. So we certainly appreciate it. Dudes at dudesinprogress.com, and our website is dudesinprogress.com. Kurt? Remember, as we go through this week, here we are moving into our early Monday morning of productivity. I'm getting ready to catch a plane. Let's remember that progress is better than perfection. So let's keep moving forward. This week, you inspired me again, Joe. I'm going to try to do better next week. We both will. Talk to you soon, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>